Welcome to the Queen Divas Queens of Fitness podcast. Join your hosts, three-time WBFF world champions and WBFF royalty, Alicia Gowans and Stephanie Ayala McHugh, as we explore all things female health, training, competing, mindset, and living the fitness life every day. So welcome back, everybody, to the next edition of the Queen Divas podcast. Following hello, on, hello. Uh, <laughs> following on from a couple of um, episodes now where we've, you know, really hit the food side of things and just, you know, how to optimize and prepare, um, you know, pre and post training. And then also, you know, how to be able to work to a meal plan on budget. We've really covered off all of those things. And, you know, the whole saying that abs are made in the kitchen and not in the gym. Well, it's partially true. It's significantly so linked to food. But what we wanted to cover off today is, and I think it's there, there is a direct link to some of this stuff we've been discussing, some of the commentary and some of the posts and some of the overall vibes I'm seeing from these athletes we've got taking to the stage for season A. We've got obviously the Gold Coast show opening up you know, um, next weekend, we've got the Orlando show the week after that. You we've guys got- are next weekend. Wow, yeah, that's yeah, creeped like up so fast. Um, um, so you're sorry, a week um, out. Are you like, well, approximately from, you know, today's recording. So probably yeah. when we publish this, yeah. you guys are going to be going into show weekend. Correct, correct. And, you know, I'll be getting off this um, recording and getting straight into pumping through peak week programming. So it's like. Ooh, exciting. It makes me excited. <laughs> this season exciting. here is like definitely, you guys are the opening show, you know, yeah. so I, I think the buzz is going to be incredible with you guys. Like, it's just going to be, I know I'm going to be watching all y'all. Like, I'm going to be, you know, trying to just see how the show goes. I'm all about, you know, the event and the weekend and obviously, you know, obviously seeing the team and everybody that is getting on stage and the new faces and all of that is so so exciting but I think also is it's kind of like enlightening to us these last couple weeks right Hallie how many times have you been in a prep you know and the last two weeks we just get in our fucking head like oh my god in our head we just don't think we're gonna be ready or I looked better last night I looked better two hours ago you know what I mean like you just and so mental (laughs) it's very 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 unlikely that you have gone backwards in the space of 24 hours 48 hours or even a week unless you have drastically baby out with bath water and done something really stupid which I highly doubt it you won't have that problem, right? So if you followed your plan for weeks on weeks on end, let's say even heck months on end, you should not stress and worry. Your coach has literally been programming you for months. And if you've been following the protocols that should have been followed, you shouldn't stress. But I will say the clients that do stress, and this is from experience, are those that maybe didn't follow the plan. They didn't just really do everything leading up until like those last few weeks. And now they want to, really buckle down and do like those last minute things that you think are just going to magically happen. So if you are that competitor that is like, just trying to cram everything in these last few weeks, because you didn't follow your, you know, preps throughout the whole time, we are not talking about you because this is definitely not the real, really the, 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 the topic we're trying to cover here. Cause we're talking about mindset that is actually from committing to the prep, doing the prep. And now you're in your head thinking you're not good enough right? Like we're in our head thinking we've done all the work 
And we're here two weeks out, a week out from show, a few days out from the show. And you're starting to break down mentally. Like that is not okay because you've done all the work. The amount of, you know, posts and commentary that I've seen about, you know, stress and nerves and not feeling ready and really, and then even the ones that are posting where they'll have like a statement where I think, holy shit balls, you are like seriously sideways in your thinking right now. You know, they are, they're seeing things that are not there. They're freaking Mm -hmm. diced and they'll be making comments about how they hope this last bit comes in. I'm like, from where? The only fat you have left loose is between your ears, you idiot. Like, what are you talking about? There's no fat on your body anywhere. But you there see this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking like I'm watching this in people that I don't coach. Like I'm just watching stuff pop up in my feet and I'm like, holy moly. Like this You is can see feeling. when they're in their head. Yeah. You can see when they're like, oh, hopefully I'll be ready. Oh my or God. these last two weeks are going to be, you know, trusting the process. Like, oh my God, anytime you see the trust I the process know. comment, you're like, okay. You know we'll that they are internally in their head, like freaking out over some oh, yeah. whether it be the carbs they've got or they don't have or it's you know like I come back? do i need to just go no carbs now i think that's what starts getting in their people's head you know what though oh, Ellie, God, because of the bodybuilding work right like that of their plan yep. that they've got they add things in because they're trying to create their more cardio strategy. less carbs oh. And they think that that's going to make them look better or get them to be more ready. And that's going to be the the, the strategy. And, you know, by that point, like they're just coaching themselves. And I think really the reason why you have a coach, that's why you have a coach. When you start doing (laughs) And secondly, too, you're more inclined to ruin your final physique when you're playing with the, the calculations algorithm strategy what's been mapped out according to structure and past data and progress rates of change don't go mess with it by 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 robbing from peter to pay paul or by freaking out because you Mm -hmm. see something that's usually not even there so you know what i wanted to cover off today was the fact that unfortunately for some cases this sport can really create cultivate and even enhance in people significant body dysmorphia and i think you know it's really worth us having this conversation because i really want everyone listening to this especially those coming into a show to analyze like do i do this am i guilty of of this am i being hyper focused on things that are really not even a problem do i keep coming back to the little bottom bit of my stomach or the little bit just underneath my glutes do i keep only talking about this one little bit of back fat at the back of my tricep like what is your little zone of you know complete obsession and understand that nine times out of ten people keep telling you in particular your coach you have nothing to worry about step off it because you know what you just said though is it hit the nail on the freaking head because when you how many times have you just focused on a red car and now oh. all you see is a fucking red, is red car, car. Right? Oh. it's like literally everywhere you go is the damn car i know i just recently started doing it with this like actual cars like that i'm like oh i've never seen that car and then out of nowhere i start noticing the freaking car everywhere you know i'm like oh there it is and it's constantly there because guess what it's on the freaking front of my head i've constantly now been looking at that car same thing as your body you look yeah. at your body 
every single day. You get confused. I know every single prep. I've gone through body dysmorphia in one shape or form. Like it's very different each prep now because I'm aware that those thoughts are going to come. My mindset might shift. And it's really about your performance and your feeling. I'm going to tell you how many times I've had abs and all I wanted was to have abs like the whole time, like my whole prep, and all I was prepping for, oh yeah, I'm now. empty. Yeah. And then I have abs and I'm still like, I'm just, my energy is tanked. I don't feel good. I'm in my head. I still don't feel I'm good enough. And I've got what I was, you know, striving for. Yeah. Why wouldn't I feel fulfilled? Why wouldn't I, you know, finally feel like, Ooh, I got here, you know, like, bam, I look good. Instead, you're sitting here and pinpointing every little other thing. Now you got abs. Well, guess what? You don't got the glutes now, you know, like your, your ass is gone, right? Well, you've dieted down. Like you can't have the best of all the worlds. Like, I think we have to really understand that it's either going to be ass or abs. I'm honest truth with that. Like, and it's, yeah. it's really about how much muscle maturity you have in these areas. If you don't have enough glute muscle mass, guess what, honey, your freaking ass is going to be a pancake, pancake, you know, like, and if you go, yeah. And if you go with not training abs and you think it's just made in the kitchen, you know, by dieting down, you will end up dieting down, being at your lowest body fat percentage. And guess what? You're still not going to have abs because you never actually train the muscle properly loaded it. You didn't really have a core day. You didn't really yeah. uh, isolate by trying to, you know, contract your lower abs and load them by higher reps or more volume. You and know, so it's why we discussed at the start of the episode that, you know, abs are made in the kitchen, not in the gym is, is look, Yes, there's a big element of truth to that because it's how we strip back to show the abdominal wall. But that's what I meant when I said it's not the whole picture. Because (laughs) I've got a lot of people that think when they get lean, they're like, well, but abs are just going to pop out. It's like, (laughs) you are a baby at this game and you Mm -hmm. haven't developed them yet. And it's going to take time. Right. You know, one analogy that helped me so much from a coach that, you know, I I respect so much and it, and it was the fact that, you know, you want to be someone and grow into someone and you just really don't understand how long maybe the journey might take and that perspective going back into our, our our eyes, our lens, how we look at ourselves, how we perceive our, you know, our, our results and what we've been able to achieve when we actually look at it from a bigger picture, because this coach actually said to me and, you know, and, and it's more about, and it wasn't actually directed to me. It was just, we were just chatting and it stuck to me so much because they had a particular client that actually had just uh, voiced to them that, you know, they, they, they wanted to be, you know, a big time bodybuilder, you know, and like, they wanted to be like, so-and-so I won't throw names out there, you know, and it, and, and they wanted to be them like next year, like, and, and this is still not too far. Like that's, you know what I mean? They want to be that person in the next like 365 days, you know? And, and it's a, it gives you that reality of some people really come into a fitness journey and think they're going to have a six pack within six months, or they're going to have, you know, glutes and, 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 you know, abs at the same time, whenever you never really even trained them before, you're going to have to, you know, build that muscle up. But what that analogy was, it's like, Hey, you can want that as much as you want. You could, you know, want to be that, you know, bodybuilder, but you know, you can also want to be a freaking professional football player. And you can also want to, you know, be a professional baseball player, but guess what? You're still a student you're still also a kid. Can a kid be a professional baseball player and also be a professional football player? And you know what? That skill is developed, right? Like that, 
year after year of maturity, of layering that foundation, doesn't mean that kid can't want to be, you know, and, and thinking of them like as a kid because they're starters, right? For the beginning, you're a bodybuilder, right? Like they're thinking, well, I can do this in a year, you know, when in reality, they're just that eight year old, barely starting to play football or baseball. And they're wanting to be the professional athlete, you know, and they're wanting to be already being paid by the NFL, you know, and they want to be that tomorrow or the next year. And it doesn't work that way. We have to keep thinking of ourselves as a bigger picture, a bigger lens, and not think that we're going to be maybe again, doesn't mean you can't be a champion. Let's talk about a competitor standpoint. Doesn't mean that you can't have what it takes to be be a world champion but But guess what maybe it won't be next year maybe you got to continue working on your skill and continuously adding on more muscle and maturity to your skill to be able to fill in those shoes so going back into perspective and lens I think the way we look at ourselves the first time we compete is so freaking distorted I remember my first show I thought I was gonna have abs I thought I was gonna have like a perfect glue and I thought you know I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to keep it like I don't know what we think (laughs) honestly like it is sad because I had the worst post-show blues we've actually talked about how like I had a really bad rebound yeah. my first couple shows. And it was a very big learning experience as far as the way you look at yourself, because then yeah. all you do is sit there trying to be that girl on stage, trying to have those, you know, lean muscles and pop and like separations. And guess what? I did not feel good during those times. And still no. to this day, any prep that I have to get to that condition, yeah. I, I don't feel good. I don't. No. So please take that. It's not healthy. All of your health <gasps> markers are in decline. Your hormones <sighs> are in decline. There <sighs> is nothing at all about that condition that is healthy. This is the thing. But there's a reason we only peak for that stage, for that day, for that tiny period of time in, in our year. And then we get the hell out of there and we reverse back up and out and we focus on improvements, right? Listen so the other to how she said a day, you guys. I just want them yeah, to like really understand this is day. for a day. Don't try and hold on to it for the next <sighs> month and a half, you bloody idiots, <sighs> where you say, I'm going to get all this content. No, fuck off. Do it for mm-hmm. the one week that is peak mm-hmm. week. Get your content. Get the hell out. You shoot, you know, out of the show that week after is a perfect time. Exactly. It's not healthy. So the reason we wanted to bring this up is because when you see these emerging comments, you see these patterns of behavior and thought processes, especially from the juniors, you know, the babies that are coming through, the complete amateurs, never done this before. You know what I already see coming? The fallout after the show. All of the stuff that's going to come and then all of the issues with reversing, all of the issues with losing the stage, you know, um, physique. And please, everyone, revisit our former um, podcast about getting getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, which is really just pushing your, you know, food up, getting to the point where you're actually growing. But the primary focus for you during this time is health and performance, it's 100 percent. oh my god look at that and re-listen to that if you have already listened to it again if you haven't go find it because it's an imperative i think an imperative conversation to be you know hearing and especially for those people that are on stage or coming up to a stage because this is the small window of time frame where you can actually seriously damage yourself and that's oh 
you can one percent prevent yourself from having you know success ongoing from having any kind of improvement between this stage and next from even enjoying the experience and wanting to come back from seeing it as a sport versus a self-destructive experience or a lifestyle balance of saying i want to be able to continue doing this after the fact that i you know competed because so many so many so many so many people get lost after the show unless they're doing another show or like considering another show which it's not for everyone to constantly be competing you know you may be one and done and just like it was you know off my bucket list I've done it but I really want to live a healthy lifestyle I like training I like going to the gym I like you know obviously you know building up my body but I don't want to have to necessarily go on stage well you lose a sense of motivation when you don't have those deadlines when you don't have another show to work towards so having performance goals is very very exactly I don't think you do lose it as long as your attachment to the stage is for the right reasons if you're looking at it for the purpose of you know status or only how one looks and it's only this aesthetic thing it's not a personal development journey it's not a transformation of mental and physical it's not all these other things that make it a powerful um, process and a great experience that will challenge and reward you, then you're going to have issues post. And the so let me let me will be issues with self. I, I can't agree with you so so like oh my god so much. But right now, what you just said, it takes not an amateur to realize it takes a pro and that's the problem the problem is that you go into one of these shows i i know myself or you with all your amateurs think of it do they really come in this for the personal development i don't think so we all started with an aesthetic like goal like i want to be lean i want to be skinny i want to have abs i want you know to have an ass all these things that literally again we do it in vain which is that's the issue that's kind of what ali is saying unless you actually have a sense of understanding that you're doing this for personal development along the way you learn about yourself you you build self-discipline you know like you actually learn about you and how you handle things and it's it's a really self-growing journey which is what made me addicted to it along the way but it took me a few shows to understand that and to really grasp the fact that this was a journey that was growing me not like putting me down and I think again going back to these amateurs not only amateurs are listening to this. You might have been in those shoes. You may be a pro that you understand this is for oh, there's still pros. lots of what? pros that do this, that, that do this like still. negative, yeah, these negative <laughs> and these these dysmorphic ways of viewing horrible. in yeah. the process and then after the process. So, you know, I wouldn't say it's definitely not limited just to amateurs, but we see it more frequently from an amateur yes and you know with that I think because if we're looking at just an aesthetic standpoint this is what ties into us feeling like we have (laughs) to live in that body that we achieved because Mm -hmm. now we're comparing ourselves to someone else that does do it like well so and so is able to keep up with that lean look (laughs) oh 100 another episode you guys can go and refer back to is you know not comparing yourself or even reverse dieting i think these are all reverse dieting ones the reverse dieting one's a really great one for people coming into the show. Let's definitely guide you back to that and then to yeah. our off-season one because they do go hand in hand. 
reverse incomes first the you know that that real and going into the building phase and building phase is next because that's the progression but if for those listening to this that are hyper focused on areas of issue guess what they're going to continue to be an area of issue for you they're going to continue to be something that you feel unhappy about if you fail to let go reverse diet and actually grow, you know, and we do really stress that in our off season podcast, but it's super important. And I want you to understand too, that the more you focus on an area, that's all you're going to get. That's all you're going to see. It's what you, you, you get, what you put your attention on end of story. But secondary to that is that in hyper-focus on an area or on a current state of condition, you prevent yourself from progressing past that point, then guess what? That is all you're ever going to get. That's the ceiling. That's the ceiling you're putting Mm -hmm. on yourself. If you don't like it that much that it's giving you angst, then do something about that area by by progressively building forward. And I think also- A weak point. That just means like what you just said means it's what? There's probably a weak area. If you can't like- yeah, if you can't progress it and you're not getting better at it, it probably has to be, you know, not necessarily addressed that much more, but it needs to be worked on, meaning mind to muscle, volume, whether if that's to progressive overload, there's something, whether if that's through food, eating more food to grow is very essential. Are you thinking of being on a low calorie diet is going to grow I, your ass? It's not happening. I also think <laughs> it's an opportunity for you to stop and think about what is it that I'm actually unhappy with? And I'm not talking about what I'm unhappy with physically. I'm talking about what is it that is making me think that the attainment of abs is where my happiness will be found because it's never going to be found in something aesthetic. It's actually a very internal, very deep, very different space to find this happiness in. And the more that you fail to find this inner component of yourself, the more you're going to only ever project and expect this external variable to fill it and you will continue to fail. You will fail on so many levels in so many aspects of your life, not just the stage, because you're never going to reach this space of contentment and peace and acceptance of where you are now. Um, And until you get to that point, moving forward is honestly almost inevitably, you know, something you won't achieve because you're going to continuously be stuck back here in this point of angst over something that you think you are not yet. Everyone that feels these feelings is because you're trying to be perfect. Yeah, you're trying to be this exist. perfect, like more perfect, you know, influencer, perfect mom, perfect wife, perfect girlfriend. You know, you you don't have perfection in any way, shape, or form in our lives. We have to create something that feels good, that empowers us, that makes us actually feel grounded rather than making us feel like we're not good enough. Because all right. those feelings are just creating emotions of not being good enough, even for your own self. If you're not right. even good enough for your own self, how can you be good enough for anybody else? So exactly. you do have to realize that there is performance aspects, there's emotional aspects, because our freaking emotional state is just out of whack when we're on a low calorie deficit. We don't see yeah. ourselves in a good way. How many clients, Ali, do you have? Because I know right now I'm dealing with it, that they look actually really good. Like they actually they look, look really, really good. They and they don't think they look good. It's like, I've got come one on, get out of your head. You yeah. are. I've got one with <laughs> a pro level physique, you know, and you know, it's, 
if we don't go, we know, like we've going judge shows, like we've been at these shows, and we know what they're looking for. And if we as coaches, and then they'll send you shit where you're like, can you just like uppercut yourself for me because I can't reach through my phone and give you one. I'd like to because you don't have anything on you. You look amazing, but they're still seeing some stuff here and that is just the lens. Just understand we've got we get this different lens and please know these this last few weeks is normal like i experience it ali has experienced it but guess what we have somebody like our coach or someone in our corner that's telling us hey guess what snap out of it you are fine you know like you're just tripping you are to you're overthinking you are literally in your head get off your phone get out of the mirror you know what i mean stop touching your skin get off your phone and stop looking at other people is probably the biggest part especially for the newbies because they all do it really badly um that's gonna be the thing that will bring you undone but i think you know in this time frame something that i would 100 recommend people do sit down and do some expressive writing do a little bit of journaling where are you at how much have you achieved how far have you come what are you proud of and you'll notice that everything i just gave you as a prompt not one of them was Where are you deficient? Where do you still have to grow? I didn't say that. I want you to look at all of the positive parts. Then what I think is a great exercise, I give this to my athletes is what, you know, what does, what does this show mean to you? You know what I mean? Like what is your why? why? And what is it about this experience that made you want to embark on it in the first place. And I'm going to keep bringing clients back to their initial drivers. And at the start, a lot of them and the reasons for it weren't linked to abs at the end. I'm going to be very honest with that because most of them aren't, but they lose sight of it as they start going through the journey. It starts with it normally. Like I think most of the time they tell us they want this muscle group to be bigger or they want to be leaner. But by the end of the journey, you're so right. It should be way more about than just Exactly. Should have been what they accomplished, what they were able to achieve yep. throughout the prep, exactly. all those barriers. I mean, oh my gosh, everyone, it, life isn't easy, especially when you're going through prep, things come your way. Right. You feel like it's coming right. to just completely sabotage your life. And you feel like prep is just like, just completely shit because of what's going mm-hmm. on at work, you know, at home with your relationships. And, you know, that just makes you that much more of a warrior yeah. to get through prep. Does. And the yeah. fact that you were able to endure some of these moments and still fight through and just get to the stage, that's yeah. a win in itself. And knowing that, again, we're going to look at yourself differently because you look at yourself every day. You're being a perfectionist, especially if you're analyzing these small little skin folds and you know, right. you're know you literally analyzing the metric of every little centimeter. Get yeah. out of the numbers because I will tell you, one of the things that helps me a lot when I start seeing that my head Before, is going in that direction- uh, uh. Start now. Put your photos side by side because no more about your numbers. Just a side by side of my very first check-in photo at the start of this prep to my now photo will be enough to blow your little Mm. mind wide open. And it will make always, always, always. Oh my God, you know what? Like no matter how much progress I still have yet to make, I look amazing and look at where I came from and look yes. what I look like now and pat on my back. I'm fantastic. I'm bulletproof. Like it's a time. I'm going to guarantee something because you know? I think this is the truth for most 
that they're going to look back to this because I know I, I do every time, but I remember yeah, exactly yeah. what I was thinking in that moment when I was taking that photo or whenever. I and then that you photo. look back and you're I wasn't like, lean oh, enough. Thinking. Yeah, I'm like, I wasn't lean enough. I remember, I remember thinking those thoughts like when I was doing maybe whatever, you know, content or photo shoot. And I remember maybe, you know, during that day, I was thinking to myself, is like, I'm still not lean enough. I still don't have the, you know, abs condition enough. I still don't, you know, I'm still not ready. And look, given these are probably like one or two weeks out from show. And I'm looking back at these photos and I still look at these and, and look are, at like, what, what the fuck I was I thinking? Like, yeah. why was I telling myself I wasn't lean enough when yeah. I literally look at these photos now and I was shredded? Like, <laughs> but for me to be able to say that I wasn't lean, what was I was not in my right head. Like, I was clearly on another planet. Like, what did I look at myself in the mirror? No, because all I was looking at was the difference from yesterday to today. Well, guess what? When you're already deep in prep, you don't see yourselves the right way. You got these goggles on, these lenses are distorted. It's like if you put on those goggles of like whenever they're trying to make you drunk, when you're like, you know, trying to like learn the, you know, education about, you know, drinking and driving, Um, they put those goggles on and you don't know where the hell to walk or go. same thing right like when we go into the last few weeks of prep if you really dug hard you put all your effort in you you're gonna have a different lens on your eyes please listen to your coach let really really have that person in your corner that knows your prep has been following your protocols and knows that maybe you are in your head and guess what if maybe you are off reconsider how well you actually did your prep because that just means guess what don't look at this show as like oh I gotta win the show I gotta get my pro card or I have to win a crown when you didn't even give a hundred percent in your prep I think one of the biggest disappointments as a coach is when somebody the last two weeks then or the last four weeks then just starts prepping it's like well where 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 did this happen 16 weeks ago like why didn't you why didn't you do this shit like this long I'm being serious like that's what's frustrating to me but if you did it the last six weeks imagine if you would have done it for 12 or 16 you know like but we're the ones that hold ourselves back whether if that is through our adherence maybe we think we have you know a different body dysmorphia alley which we didn't hit because we're thinking of the lean look some other people think they're okay like they're okay I'm fine this way I'm gonna maintain myself here I don't care what coach says I'm not gonna do that amount of cardio and I'm definitely not gonna be eating that amount of food because I'm fine you know what I mean like and they think why'd you hire a coach I'm being honest like why the hell did you even get somebody to program you and try to you know prep you when you didn't even do the prep you know and now you're the worst part is you know they're going to a party or doing something Mm. like six weeks out and then they're like Oh, but it, you know, it was only one night and I only did this and I only did that. There is, I'm like, there is no only when you're only six weeks from a stage, other than the fact that you're only six weeks. So in those situations, you just can't, can't complain to me. I'm just like, you just cannot complain. You have no room. There's you no, no room. rabbit in any hat that can save you, mofo. Like you just you just napalm yourself in the middle of the Gaza Strip, you idiot. So don't be on the bad spectrum of body dysmorphia of thinking, well, this off-season look is just okay for me to not start prep this soon. And then now you're on the back end of prep and thinking yeah. like you've got to speed things up and you know, you don't see yourself ready because guess what? You probably aren't ready and you probably aren't doing the things that you were supposed to do. But if you have done everything you were supposed to do, you started prep, you freaking killed your prep. You did everything. And it doesn't mean you didn't have a mess up along the way, please. No one's perfect. Like not saying you had the perfect prep, but you gave effort. You really put forth, you know, day-to-day meal planning, you know, training. And guess what? You're a couple weeks out. 
one week out from show and you maybe are insecure, you're feeling a little nervous, you still feel like you're not ready, you have to get out of your head. You've done all the work already at this point. You've got to have fun. You've really got to enjoy the experience and really make sure you have a plan post-show to make sure you don't feel like you lose a sense of motivation or a sense of, you know, goal. Um, and it also making sure you get out of that freaking show day look very quickly. Like you have a strategy, you have a plan set up post-show for that day after the day of. So you can actually start trying to make sure you get that performance back that normally makes us feel like a badass. Cause last couple of weeks of prep, we don't feel like badasses. We feel like we forgot our keys. We don't know where they are and they're really in your hands. So, I mean, that's prep brain and we don't need us to stay and live this way. So please get out of this lean, you know, body fat level. If you are a competitor and you're a soon to be competitor about to start a show or prep and for your show. I would go to- so far as to say too, if you know in your heart of hearts, there's some behaviors coming up and some thought processes popping up that are not positive, that are not conducive to, you know, health that are actually starting to become detrimental, that are preventing you from, you know, attending social events that are decreasing your performance in work or in life as a whole because of how you look or don't look, that are changing the clothes you choose to wear because you're trying to hide. If there's mm-hmm. these sorts of behaviours which are indicative of and certain criteria that you know qualify you as having actually diagnosed body dysmorphia disorders, yeah. then I think you need to look up and potentially go see a therapist and start sure. working through it. And I will also go so far as to say this, do not do another show. Do no, not do, I was going to say the next thing too. I'm like, you do, do not, not need to be competing. Touch competition at all mm-hmm. until you are in. And this is an, and when I say until really loosely, I would say if you reach a place where you have a Mentally healthy relationship with self, you know, the way you look, your body, but also with food, um, unless you've got that, this is the contraindications to competing. You should not touch this sport if you have issues with food, with self, with you know your relationship on um, must look a certain way and a preoccupation and, and hyper focus validation. Yeah, yes. like if you're always looking to be yes. someone or fulfill right. someone's shoes because someone said you maybe I would like you. You know, if you look this way or you know all of that. Oh now, my god. Yeah, it's give fuck sound. That's what I'd be saying. Yeah. Someone said that yeah. shit to me. Absolutely. I mean, at the end of the day, if if you're not in that really positive space for you, for yourself, then I think, you know, that needs to be addressed and worked on first. If it starts to develop, then you need to correct it and go and address it now. And then there right. is to be no further shows and no discussion of shows until that is rectified, if it can be rectified enough for you to step into the sport again because this sport is a sport you know remember that it's it's not it is subjective it guys be, it's a yes, judging panel. yes. <laughs> it should not be something that completely destroys your mental health and i think the minute that that looks like it's happening you need to reevaluate whether or not this sport is for you or whether or not it's just not right for you right now And there might be more internal work that needs to be had. I think we would be negligent if we didn't state that to you all today, that should this be a problem or if it is even something that has been identified as a problem by your coach, you must and your coach should by all respect, and I have physically done this myself, be stressing to you that without therapy, you cannot continue. 
You I've cannot pull. I've pulled pull. clients out of shows, Ali. Yep. I really you have. have. I, I, I'm like, you're not you doing this show. Like, this is yep. just not. This is not a good place to be. I see where this is going. We got to fix And yes. you know what? We're going to maintain right. here. We're not even going to go into a freaking deficit. We're not even going to no. keep going into a weight loss. Because guess what? That's actually bringing up that freaking monster even more. Yep. And if you have, you know, a binging problem, or if you like exactly. Ali said, have a, a very bad dysmorphia already it with your current physique, and this isn't even, even in prep, like you should never even start one. Like it's no. way more. Maybe you've been in a prep in your, in your head and restricting yourself for too long you actually probably have to reverse diet and start kind of you know so actually up your hormones I love, and your it. I love that you even said that because I've got several clients at the moment that are out of eating disorders finished working with therapists yeah. are in the healing process and I am not letting them anywhere near a prep still no. until their reverse calories and their relationship and their conversations and their day-to-day you know, attitude towards the process itself without, this is a pre-prep phase, we're not even in prep, is one that I'm comfortable with because I- The relationship with food and yourself. It's a very different relationship. It's not like body dysmorphia is about the way you look. Then if you have a food relationship problem, meaning like you're restricting yourself from certain food groups or- Usually it's carbs. Usually- Yeah. Or on the other spectrum, maybe you're binge eating. Like this is also a problem, right? Like it's not just, you know, depriving yourself. Sometimes it's just like you have a binging problem. And this comes down to so many other issues that are trigger points that could be, you know, emotional state, um, as well as like, you know, obviously having deprivation from too long periods of time that that's what makes you binge, uh, which is because you're just following such a low calorie amount. So there's different forms of body dysmorphia, not just a competitor standpoint when you're super, super lean is very, um, relevant, I guess, in our sport, like that's kind of the body dysmorphia that we see more commonly, but I've also experienced it myself in an off season where I see myself in such a different, like I feel fat as fuck. And I'm like, I'm so like out of a a complete feeling. I feel bad about myself. And then you're pregnant lady, (laughs) (laughs) but you know, that's having a little body is more thinking that she's like extremely big when she really isn't, you know? But I know I'm, I'm I'm just kidding with you. You know It's It's true though. It's true. You, you literally still have like, I I have a really good relationship with food and with self. So I'm very lucky. Um, But you know, you still have those moments where you're like, holy shit, man, I feel like Shamu the whale. You know, you still have those moments. They just don't, they just don't last long. And you no, laugh and that's off and then nice. you fall Yes, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's a healthy, natural the beauty. ebb and flow of yes. good and the bad dialogue that we all have inside, right? When it becomes unhealthy is when it becomes obsessive, hyper. It's your story. It's what you tell yourself and you the believe. Narrative 24-7. Uh-uh. And you've got to to have those two stories. Just like you said, I think that's the best way to put it because we're going to go through those thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. But just, just have also your other story of what actually is reality. Cause those thoughts are not reality. It's like this 
other realm of perfectionism, like we were talking about, that we are trying to achieve that. Why? Like, it's not real. We have to be realistic and have some groundedness to ourselves with our performance, our energy, our hormonal health, our gut health, all those things that are so down regulated during a prep. And, you know, those last few weeks and in, let's say in the opposite spectrum of those that are just like in a prep on their own without really being in a prep, they're prepping, you know, like just by dieting constantly. mental (laughs) so I think the take-home point for this whole conversation especially for those coming into the shows that we've discussed is check yourself start being aware of your dialogue start being aware 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 of where your focus and attention is going start having open conversations with your coach if you are a little worried about yourself if you've got a good coach they would have already addressed these things probably with you and raised them if you don't then I would reconsider the coaching relationship um and I would 100% like I said if this is if you've got more than a few of the things that I mentioned earlier seek some therapy just get a, even if it's just a couple of consults for intervention you want to be having that just guidance and support and the ability to converse about it um i also think like i said before if this is a problem and you are not in the right space and the right mind for this you do not continue with another prep there is no further shows until that is actually sorted revisit our conversations about reverse dieting revisit our conversations about being uncomfortable in your off season because that's where magic happens and start to identify how you can broaden the way that you view this sport and the many phases you physically have to go through in order to achieve the success that you're telling yourself you're you know lacking in an area and that's the reason you're realistic yes exactly be realistic think of that analogy you know i kind of like set and it still settles with me because it's so true. Like when we grow up, we want to be someone, we want to be like that athlete and guess what? You still can, but you've got to put forth every single day, that effort. And it just can't be a season for like, doesn't happen months. overnight. Doesn't happen. Not gonna happen the second show, it, exactly. you know, it literally takes years. Takes time. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope everyone got something out of this. And I really hope that for anyone that has been finding themselves loopholing and, you know, just constantly having that dialogue that brings them back to to negativity. I hope some of the activities I listed might help. I think one really good one just to end on is, and this could go for everyone looking at competing, sit down and write out top five things of what success looks like to you, what it looks like, what it feels like, what it means to you because I think again bringing the success which is where you put this pressure on yourself back to things that are not fundamentally about abs or bloody glutes I think will set you up for actual success long term and it will keep you out of this looping narrative that can be destructive to say the least it is yeah it is I hope you guys don't sit in that like body dysmorphic phase and it's normal to go through it get out of it the sooner you get out of it the better you feel but it's normal to go through it so just putting that out there for all of the competitors and also maybe other people that are feeling some body dysmorphia on themselves by you know the way they see themselves um it's just a feeling it's the way you see yourself that doesn't mean that's the world the way the world sees very rarely 
what we and everyone else all yes you. this is the key yeah. to this it's very rarely what is the reality of how you present to everyone else so just mm-hmm. remember that you're very hard on yourself at this point yeah. so anyway we had a great time chatting about this today i really hope you all enjoyed listening and we cannot wait to share with you our upcoming episodes we, once again we love to hear feedback we'd love to hear maybe even if you want to do a and talk about, you know, maybe the darkest moments you've had of competing, how you got through it, and maybe or the way you've changed the way you view something so that it's moved into a more positive light. Because we'd love to hear the good, the bad, the ugly from all of you. Um, oh, once again, thanks for stories. tuning in. Thank you, everyone. Until next episode. Bye, all. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Queen Divas, Queens of Fitness podcast. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Queen Divas Pod, on Twitter at Queen Divas 4, and follow our hosts on Instagram, Alicia at Alicia Gowans underscore WBFF Pro, and Steph at Stephanie Ayala 7. See you all next week.